Hello everyone, this is Yulei Strate. Today I'm hosting Sage Kialohilani Kiamno on the Skills for Mars Future of Work podcast. Sage is the co-founder of Future for Us, a community that supports women of color advance in the workplace. Today, we're going to talk about the immense struggles women of color face and what Future for Us is doing to help them become key makers and claim their rightful place in the future of work, whether as entrepreneurs or in the corporate world. So join Sage and me on this passionate discussion. If you do find these types of conversations useful, you can support the podcast by subscribing to it. To access the video podcast and subscribe for free to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com forward slash skills for Mars and hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, you can go to skillsformars.com and click the YouTube confirm your subscription button. And now I give you Sage Kiamno. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Skills for Mars Future of Work. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Sage Kialohilani Kiamno, who is the co-founder of Future for Us. We're going to discuss the struggles that women of color face in the workplace and how Future for Us is supporting them advance their careers, whether as entrepreneurs or in the corporate world. Join us on this very passionate discussion. If you do want to know more about the future of work, your future, consider subscribing to the channel. On every episode, someone will share their knowledge so we can make better decisions about our lives and our careers. And now I give you... Hello everyone and welcome to Skills for Mars Future of Work. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Sage Kialohilani Kiamno. She's the co-founder of Future for Us. Sage, welcome to Skills for Mars. Awesome. Aloha, everybody. Um, and also, she nailed my entire name, um, everybody who's listening. She nailed my Hawaiian name. So I am very impressed. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, aloha. My name is Sage Kialohilani Kiamno, and I'm the co-founder of Future for Us. Sage, very, very glad to have you here. Could you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm a young uh, woman of color entrepreneur. Um, I'm the co-founder of Future for Us. Uh, we are a platform dedicated to advancing women of color at work through community, culture, and career development. So we have a growing community of over 7,000 women of color professionals across the U.S., um, and steadily growing um, into, um, you know, a more global reach because of this pandemic. And now um, our business model has switched to virtual. So now we are, you know, being able to have our programming online. And now we have women of color from Berlin, London, India, et cetera. So that's really exciting. But we are mainly a community of women of color professionals. Uh, what Future for Us does, it provides tools and resources to advance and work. We also work with companies to create awareness about diversity, equity, inclusion, how to start programs for women of color professionals specifically to hire them and also promote them into higher paying positions. Um, and yeah, that was a bunch of our, this is our work. Um, we launched in January 17th of 2019 last year. Um, it's been a, it's been, oh my God, like a year and four months. Um, and that's where we were able to accomplish um, 
Last year, we had two large um, scale conferences that focused on the future of work, um, which centered around women of color. And we also went on a seven city roadshow tour um, in partnership with The Riveter, which is a female forward co-working space, um, and brought our state of women of color, like our presentation across country in the United States. And we were able to reach over a thousand women of color um, and, you know, brought story, like data and storytelling together. Um, and so that's kind of like the bread and butter of what we do is that we bring data and storytelling together to create awareness about why is it important to um, advance women of color work. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about the data in this interview as well. Oh, definitely. I was, I was going to ask you. So tell me a bit about the data and a bit about the storytelling. Yeah, so um, a lot of the times our work is gathering reports and data from different, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, or even like um, McKinsey. So McKinsey has a annual report that they um, bring out. It's called Women in the Workplace. Um, and every year they, they study, you know, how are women getting hired, promoted? Um, what are the challenges and specific barriers they're facing in the workplace? And they added a section about women of color. And they have data that, you know, that says that 20% of women of color are that make up the U.S. population, but hold 40% of the lowest wage work in America. Um, and then you can kind of see what's happening with the pandemic is that, you know, um, for instance, Future for Us uh, um, com- um, community, over 60% of them have lost their jobs or are laid off or furloughed. Um, and that is an issue. Uh, so that was one of the big data that people are just very shocked, right? Like we're 20% of the population, but hold 40% of the lowest, like lowest wage work in America. Um, that is something where we understand that there is an, there's an issue about getting through the door, right? And getting the high paying jobs that we deserve and that we need. Um, and the second data point would be, you know, 21% of us feel like we need to downplay our ethnicity to be more successful at work. So it, it touches upon about, you know, how is culture valued? How is your um, your identity as a woman of color? Um, you know, wh- whether you're indigenous like myself or a black woman, Latina, Asian American, immigrant, you know, we hold so many different identities and this intersectionality of being a woman, right? So you face gender-based bias in the, in the workplace. And then also number two, being a woman of color. So racial like um, bias in the workplace. So being hit by these two different biases in the work uh, in the workplace is really preventing women from getting jobs you know from from getting hired right um, number two is getting high getting promoted into the next level um, into the next level at the c-suite um, there's another data piece that you know only three percent of women of color make um, our CEOs of fortune 500 companies in the United States like what three percent there's more Johns there's more CEO names named John. Um, and more blonde um, CEOs than there is women of color. Like, sit with that, right? Like, there's more Johns, you know? Um, And so when we're thinking about that, um, you know, we only have, I think think it's either two or or there's only two or one women of color CEO of a Fortune 500 company right now. Um, And that's just insane. Like, that is insane to know. Um, And also what, you know, that's the fact, right? but also know that women of color are the fastest growing segment of degree holders. Yep. The women of color are getting more degrees, um, even getting um, graduate degrees faster than any other demographic out there. Right. And, and this and is they like complete more, right? The, the rate of completion is higher as well. 
Correct. Correct. Rate of completion. And this is heavily leaning toward black women. Right. Um, So, you know, having the women, uh, um, women of color achieving the degree, right. Like they're, they're, you know, crossing T's, dotting the I's, right. Making it happen. And then going into the workforce, right. Getting, getting hired if they do get hired. Um, but then not, not making as much as their white colleagues, um, and not getting the promotions as quick enough as their white colleagues. Um, and so the data points of like, you know, being the fastest degree holder, um, and, but you know, when you hit middle management, that's when we see everything drop off is that, 60% 60% of college graduates today in the United States are women, you know, and, and, but when we get into an entry level job, mid, um, mid career, there's only 20% women and not just women of color, like just women in general. So like women are, you know, getting degrees, they're getting the jobs and then mid management, they're drop off. Like there's a huge drop off there um, because they're not being supported at that management leader level. Uh, so when we're talking about that data, right? Like the data is a shocking piece, right? People are like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even know this was an issue. Um, but also we bring and amplify voices of women of color who are leaders, um, you know, who talk about their experiences is that we don't even talk about our experiences anymore and why that matters so much. Um, and marrying the data and the storytelling together to make a very compelling, like, Story, right like a very compelling case that like this is something that is that you need to be aware of but also invest in and so um, that is something that we're working with and working um, working on but also that is what we're known for with our programming and why not only women of color are part of our community but also because uh, also companies and allies because you know we understand that change is not going to just be on the shoulders of women of color or people of color, right? Change happens when all of us do our work um, in changing the workplace and making it more um, equitable for all. True. I I want to stay a bit um, on what women of color do and they do better than others. And one thing that I read, and correct me if I, if I got maybe the wrong uh, data, is entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least in the U.S., where where data is uh, more readily available, uh, they are contributing around close to two hundred billion uh, to the economy. More than uh, close to around two million uh, companies founded or co-founded by uh, women of color, which is a huge amount. Is this, in your view, a better way to learn to get into the business? get yourself that leadership experience and then maybe move to corporate or do you think the future will stay in entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, I'm just laughing because like as many women of color, um, so, you know, around your, around your question is that, yeah, women of color are the fastest, also the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurs per year, you know, um, that is insane. Um, because there, as everyone, as I talked about the data, right, like that women are dropping at, dropping off at the, at the mid-career middle management level is that women of color, especially are not getting supported. So there's a mass exodus from corporate. Um, the corporate environment is that, you know, if I'm not going to be promoted, if I'm not going to put, you know, get the salary that I'm looking for to support and sustain myself, but also my family, right? Like women of color also hold um, more um, 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 responsibilities to their families, right? They're usually the breadwinner. They're usually the 
They usually are the caretakers of their elders, right? Um, so like there's more financial responsibility. Um, and so if that's not going to work in the corporate environment, um, because, it, uh, all, you know, all of this, you know, it's, you know, it's like harassment, right? Um, women of color are moving into the entrepreneur space where it's untraditional. It is like you are, you, you get to use your lived experience and your grit and what you know without, with no bounds, right? Like it is your work, you own this, and then you get to profit from it. So I think that's why entrepreneurship is such a, um, um, it's so, um, it's more desirable, right? For women of color to, to, to kind of go on that career path is to start your own company and swing it that way because you don't see yourself climbing the corporate ladder because you already know what the challenges you're facing. You know, you're facing um, political, um, political um, challenges. You're facing um, not getting su support from allies because you know if you need to go from a director to VP to a C-suite level, is that like you're going to need allies around you who have power, who hold this gate gatekeeping power, who's going to have to... Oh, like put the stamp of approval for you to become the C-suite level, right? Like this is all happening behind doors, but if they're not going to support you because of you know, a certain way, then that's not going to happen. So that's kind of why, um, you know, and, and you say billion, but actually it's now trillion. It's three, okay. it's $3.2 trillion that um, companies that are led by um, women of color are contributing to the U S economy, which is crazy. Which is, which is amazing. By, yeah. And it's by um that was from Fast Company from last year. Yeah, uh, because there is a point, right? Just everyone contributed to the economy, whether you're a man or a woman, no matter the color or anything, contributing and adding value to your communities and adding value to what's happening in the economy. So no one should be left behind because everyone is contributing. Yeah. Uh, do you did you ask these women who are becoming their own bosses? are leading their own companies are they happier are they leading a better life because they are entrepreneurs do they feel that they contribute more like this or would they rather go back at some point in the corporate world is that the yeah aim? yeah i think um so every i mean obviously that's a huge generalization i don't want to make a generalization no. for all women of color they feel like they need to be entrepreneurs um that's not true but what we see at the data and we see the trends is that um, you know women of color are willing to take a risk, right? They rather take a risk um, and leave corporate the golden handcuffs, right? Um, to try and make something of themselves because now, like living in twenty twenty, um, you know, you see shining examples like Oprah, right? Like you see other, you know, you you see other forms of women of color who have made it. Um, whatever, whatever concept of made it means to you. Right. Um, but, you know, understanding that not everybody that doesn't, you know, there are women of color who are currently steadily climbing the corporate ladder who are being successful. But I think they're at the end of the day, women of color are seeing entrepreneurship as a faster track to success and also, you know, creating wealth for themselves. Right. Um, and, you know, entrepreneurship is in all of our blood, like as, as immigrants, as, as, um, women of color from different cultures is that, you know, buying, selling, creating, you know, manufacturing, whatever it is, it's like entrepreneurship is like a part of our culture anyways. 
Uh, de definitely. And where I'm, where I'm heading with this is I'm wondering for myself, right? And, and I'm an, an entrepreneur as well. I work for myself. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the corporate world. I like what I do now more than what I did before. I'm happier. I feel yeah. like I've learned more. Uh, yeah. That even in leadership skills, in communicating, in connecting with others, that my life has been directed so much by one way of thinking before. And now I can be so open-minded and explore all the different uh, paths that at some point, especially considering the future of work, I feel that this experience is way more valuable, right? To know how to take risk, to know how to be a model for someone, to learn from scratch, not only how to lead, but how to do marketing, sales, uh, employ people, run a business, right? There, there are multiple skills that will all be needed. It seems like we are heading towards more towards freelancing, gig economy, and a lot of change. So I look at this with very positive eyes <laughs> and I say, yeah, that's the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that was your question about, you know, are women of color more, more happier or more satisfied and fulfilled when they're taking the entrepreneurship route. Um, you know, one hand, yes, you have the freedom, right? You have the freedom to create and make and own um, something. Two, you get to um, you get to reap the financial benefits of it, right? Like if you are successful and turn it into it. Um, the other piece of it, though, is that um, you know, obviously, like I am, I am speaking from my own experience in starting my own business for the first time ever, um, it has been the most rewarding um, opportunity of my life, right? Because yes, like what you said, you know, like learning how to time manage, learning how to raise funds, learning how to market, learning how to do accounting, like you do all the things and it makes you a better person because it is the fast track to growth, personal and professional growth. Um, but on the other hand too, is that like not all of us can succeed at this. Not all of us are also made for this, um, which is another thing I also like, I think it's responsible. I don't, it would be irresponsible for me to be like entrepreneur life is for everyone. Right. Like, cause Definitely. that's what's it's happening not. right now. It's like fetish, right? It's such a fetish right now about like, you know, entrepreneurship and founders, you know, like we're so glamorized by it, but like the real, this is really hard shit. <laughs> right. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like you gotta put yourself to the test, right? Like, the bad days are going to be bad. The good days are going to be really good. But like, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, ebb and flow with the crazy waves. Um, but it's like, you know, women of color also face, entrepreneurs face higher risk and also bigger challenges of like number one funding, because we all didn't come from a Trump family where my dad gave me $1 million to start my, my first business, right? Like, because we don't have that funding, right? We're like, oh, what about you raising your money? Like, I wish I had an uncle who can give me 50K and be like, here's your loan, right? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like we don't have those resources. Um, and, you know, even getting a loan, right, for most black and brown, um, you know, um, folks is that, you, you know, you know, working with banks, right? Crowdfunding. Do you have the networks, the rich networks who are going to be um, supporting what you're doing, right? Um, you know, it's the funding issue, it's the resource issue, but time and time again, the data is showing, even though women of color are facing these specific challenges and barriers, they are still succeeding. And that is the, that is like the core of an entrepreneur is that grit, right? And that, that, that resilience, that, re 
that resilience and also the relentless drive of never giving up, right? Of like not giving up and just like problem solving and just managing your stress and making it happen. So, you know, there's always two sides to the coin and that's what I would, I would kind of say about what I've observed. And actually, we see it in this crisis as well. And we were just uh, we were just talking, right? Uh, and not only women of color, but women in general. It appears that the reaction to crisis in countries which are led by women is way better. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course, it is. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sage, tell me a bit about how future for us is supporting women of color and actually women in, in general uh, and what you are doing, what kind of actions you are leading, how is that working? Yeah, so right now, um, how we are supporting our community and women of color in general is that we just launched free digital programming to support their careers at this time. So like, I, like what I said is that 60% of our community members um, have lost their jobs. So we have like specifically curated content and brought in different experts to teach webinars um, for the month of April and May um, to, you know, dealing with unemployment or layoffs or like, how do you brand yourself? How do you do, um, what does that career transition look like? Um, how do you become an inclusive leader? So that, those are the kind of topics that we're really um, focused on. Um, we had, you know, we've been averaging and selling out at a 300 um, win of color attending per week. Um, which is pretty, pretty high versus a lot, you know, everyone's doing a webinar, right? Yeah. Um, but, but this oh, is specifically good. for women of color um, who either has lost their jobs or like, or have been laid off or furloughed, um, but also women, um, women of color who still have positions and still want to grow their, um, their skill set, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion work, learning about inclusion uh, is going to help you get the cutting edge of like, oh, wow, I know what inclusion is. So when I'm building out and leading teams, I'm leading with inclusion, thus helping our, you know, build better teams, build better products, right? And getting um, higher revenue and a, a better and bigger brand. Um, so like having that kind of network. Um, so that's, that's how we are working with women of color specifically is providing those tools and resources. Um, we have a LinkedIn um, closed group that provides different job opportunities. So since a lot of the women are part of our community have lost their jobs, we're working with companies um, like Microsoft, like Amazon, um, the companies that are still um, hiring at this time, um, promoting their jobs to our community um, and helping them getting training to for interviews, right? Like, you know, interviewing for Amazon. I used to work, I mean, you know, like working at Amazon. You're interviewing at Amazon is tough. Um, you know, sometimes you have to interview four or five, six times. Um, and like nailing whatever, you know, like Amazon's leadership, um, you know, leadership, I forgot what it's called, but they're, they're, um, principle, yeah, leadership principles. Um, and like that, that is kind of gatekeeping knowledge, right? That most women, no, most people wouldn't know. Um, so we are providing our community with these like gatekeeping kind of like closed insider tips of trying to get into that company. Um, and we're working steadily with the, um, with them. And within on the company side and with just women, just individuals and leaders in general is that we're providing um, diversity, equity, inclusion, expertise, um, you know, we're providing in like internally to their groups, you know, how do we help the ERG groups so that their um, employee resource groups to build better programming to support their employees of color or like of any other identity that they have. Um, and so 
you know, our, a lot of our work is, you know, providing the, um, the access and opportunities, the jobs um, to women of color, but also like connecting women of color to companies who want to hire and retain them. You've been close, more than a year, actually, a bit more than a year uh, working yep. on this. Any results that are really either surprising you or really positive? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest is that when my co-founder and I founded this uh, this platform um, and community last year, we didn't have a business plan. You know, um, we didn't have a business plan. Um, our intent was to create a community, a platform that was going to shake things up. Right, Like we were going to create noise. We were going to create noise with data, with intent, awareness, um, to have companies care. Like, why should you care about win of color talent? And then how are you as a company going to be hold, held accountable to making, making sure that they're advancing within your company, um, but also have women of color um, um, professionals see themselves as leaders because they do see themselves as leader, but kind of just validate them that like, you're, you're, you're completely right. <laughs> like, you are being gaslighted at your company. These, these challenges are like be above you, right? But here's a community that you can rely on, a reliable network that can give you the tools and resources to do. So, um, you know, in terms of the question you're asking me, what are the new findings is that like, you know, we didn't even know that there was a real market for this, right? Like we didn't even know. I mean, we knew there's women of color out there, but we, wouldn't, we didn't know if they were actually going to be wanting to gather as much as they wanted to, right? Create networks with each other, cross sector, right? Like not in just tech, not in just finance, you know, it's like nonprofits, like all of us want to come together. Um, but also like what we're learning is that women of color who come, who are part of our community are the actual change makers at the companies. These women are not only like, you know, like software engineers, right? But they're also leading their ERG groups, right? They're all, they're also like, helping the, um, the culture, like department design different programming, right? Like they are the ones who are changing company culture from the bottom up um, with the limited resources that they have and not getting paid for it, right? Like doing the extra ERG work, you know, you're not getting paid on top of that or your salary, right? Um, so that's kind of what we're knowing is that like we're learning a lot about our community, who they are, um, knowing that they're they they're the cha- they're the passionate change makers who want to see um, who are holding their companies and their leadership accountable, right? Um, and that's what's exciting is that there's 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 community there's a desire for community there um, there's a desire to make change within companies and women of color are those folks, right? Um, but also the desire and there's a community of allies who who want to. Um, see women of color advance as well. Um, you know, we have um, allies, you know, um, men of color, uh, white women, white men who who are part of our community who are really like committed to this work. Um, and that's what I, that's what's been surprising for, for me and, um, and for our team is that we get to see that and we realize that, that there's a desire to see women of color advance. And this is not something that we're like, oh, you know, <laughs> like nobody wants to see, but there's there's people out there who care about this. But the advantage is huge. 
and the value add is is just amazing. The value add of having people even from from any walk of life and anywhere just just contribute to society, right? I'm a recruiter. We always complain that we don't have enough uh, people. The pool, the talent pool, is not big enough. You always want to big build bigger talent pools and contribute to building them, because mm-hmm. then then the, the life of the company is better. The life of every one of us, because yeah companies bring value to all of us, right? That's, that's, which it just gets better. So it's surprising that not not everyone is fighting for this. How are companies reacting? You said you're working with Microsoft and Amazon. How are they, how are they reacting to this? How are they supporting? Yeah. So, um, a lot of that, a lot of that work is, um, you know, being a new company, um, you know, being a lot, especially when you are a bigger brand, and a bigger company like the Microsoft and Amazon is that it takes a lot of time to not, you know, to get in there, right? You need yeah. to be trusted. The information that you're doing is like, it's, it's valid, right? Um, so a lot of the times is that companies have the desire to do this work. Um, Amazon and Microsoft all have the resources to do it, right? They all, they all have a head of DNI. They have you know, a thousand teams to work on this. They have the best and the brightest, right, working on it. Um, so we work with them, but more on the side of helping their, like their employee employee resource group. Um, on the other hand, um, we have a lot of mid-sized companies, um, texting VC startup, you know, VC-backed startups who have no idea what this is about, right? Like completely new to the diversity, equity, inclusion space, completely new to like, um, understanding that, yeah, you need to, like, we're having a diversity issue, right? Like this is, um, new, you know, new talent, the next generation, um, is going to call for that, right? Like if your company, it does not hire, like if I look on your team page and everyone is white, there's going to be red flags, you know what I mean? Um, so now the, the, the conversations are changing where now we have dialogue. Um, so, Knowing that, um, company, you know, small like mid-sized small companies, and then also VC start um, VCs um, back startups is that they're coming to us like, okay, so please help us with understanding DNI. How can we hire more? How do we build our teams more inclusively? How do we hire women of color? What does that look like? How do we build programming to support women of color employees to get to the next level? Um, so that's what we're, that's the response that we're seeing on, on, on that particular type of company that comes to us. Where would you like to see their response, right? This is, this is a beginning, as you said it, where would you like this to go? What would be the next step? Yeah. Next step. Um, I believe that every company needs to have a budget because that's what it, where it comes down to needs to invest in like in leading diversity, equity, inclusion um, efforts, right? Like create an entire like arm of the company. Um, they need to continue this and have this at the top of their items, like their item list as, as much as like engineering, as much as product, right? As much as finance is that this needs to still be at the top because that it is, it, it is what, creates the framework of everything the company does, right? The decision that it makes, right? Um, Diversity, equity, inclusion is the framework in which we make decisions. Um, And so that's what I want to see companies do is like start stepping up, um, start bringing, like being transparent 
Um, you know, and that's a big, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for pay equity. And um, when we talk about releasing how much people make, you know, by gender, by salaries, by positions from each companies, the, the, <laughs> the data is alarming because they see, they do see that women are not getting paid as much as men. There is very, there's definitely a discrepancy but I think companies need to be more transparent about, you know what, this is our current numbers and this doesn't look good, but we are going to put things into place, right? To make sure that women are going to be paid as equally as their male counterparts, women of color are, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think companies also need to be, you know, invest, be transparent, and also like um, also advance, you know, their women of color, like employees. Sage, I also wanted to ask you about models. I read before this discussion, I read a lot and then apparently there's a lack of color, women of color models, right? Uh, I was reading that in physics you have, or, or uh, any science, you have very, it's a very small percentage of women of color, right? Uh, the same in, in, uh, in leadership positions in corporate, right? And even entrepreneurship, is, it's big, but not yet that big. How are you doing with models at, at Future for Us? How are you managing to get them, put them on stage, get them to tell their story? Yeah, I mean, that is like my favorite part ever. Um, and what I do is that like, I already admire so many women of color um, in my life. Um, and what I see out there is that like, my job is to go out there, meet and greet as many women of color um, leaders as possible, right? Learn their stories, and, you know, buy into their stories. And then how do I, I mean, because they're basically hidden figures, right? You know, like, the thing is, women of color, like, we have the models, it's just that they're not amplified. They're not, the, the light is not shown on them. You know, the fact that there were Black female scientists at NASA, right, like, who were doing the mathematics to get us to the moon, but we didn't know that, right? Like all we can talk about is Buzz, like the astronaut who like went to the moon, but we don't talk about like all the incredible genius level. Yeah, you know, but we're not talking about, you know, the women of color who actually led, um, you know, like led the science and also mathematics um, um, industry as well. But like because of sexism, racism, women of color have dropped out. Black women have dropped out. Um, even out of computer science in the 80s, apparently, um, Black and Latino women were um, getting degrees in computer science. But when they were getting jobs in that field, they're fa they facing discrimination. Um, and then and then there was a huge drop in computer science degrees, right? Like women of color getting put, like computer science degrees because of racism and sexism um, that they experience in the workplace or even in the classroom, right? Like when you're sixth grade, when you're hitting puberty getting, getting bullied because you're, you're, um, you know, you're, you're a girl and you're excellent at chemistry. <laughs> I mean, like, like we are breaking whatever that norm is for a lot of people, the social norm. Um, but again, uh, you know, there are, there are women of color models out there. It's just that it's our job at, for future for us is to amplify these stories and these women and how I find them is to like podcasting, um, what's on the news, um, you know, other um, POC, like people of color led organizations, right? 
Um, and I kind of like just meet and greet them. And every conference, like you, oh my God, if you see me, if you see me at a networking like event or a conference, like this is what I do. I love it. It's the best. And I guess because we're talking about conferences, uh, you would have the virtual assembly right now in May, right? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What are we going so, to talk about? What's what are going to be some of the topics? Some of the topics, yeah. So on um, May twenty second, um, we are hosting our virtual assembly. It is a conference focused on um, women of color at work and the future of work. And so um, some of the topics we're going to talk about it would be like culture shift. Like we're going to have a, a panel about culture shifters, like. How do you become a change maker and a culture shifter within your company? Um, and it's going to be, um, they're going to be speakers like um, Brittany Chavez is the CEO of Shop Latina X, the first online um, marketplace for Latin, Latinx brands. Um, you know, there's going to be women like um, Cynthia T is the VP of technology and commerce at Nordstrom. Um, huge, you know, huge change maker within her own company. Um, but also, um, we have a panel about um, win, winning allies. allies. Um, so it's important as a woman of color um, and women in general is like, how do you win allies to support your your advancement in the workplace? And so we have a full panel um, that includes um, Rebecca Bastian. She is the CEO of Own Trail, a um, an online mentoring um, platform, but also the former VP of Culture at Zillow, um, the real estate um, website, and she. Um, first started her career as like the um, as a software engineer um, at Zillow, but um, as they were you know as a small startup at that time, they started growing. Um, you know, then she became you know like she was really really passionate about like how do we create culture, and then she created her own um, position basically. Um, and so you know we'll have we'll have um, panels on that, but we will have an amazing keynote speech um, by Tiffany Dufu, the CEO of the Crew. Um, a phenomenal black woman. Um, she is one out of 30, I believe, black women who were able to raise over a million dollars in VC funding for her, her startup. Um, and she's going to talk about, you know, leadership in her eyes during this pandemic. What does it mean to be a leader at this time? Um, and then also um, we'll be closing out the keynote um, speech by Minda Hartz. And she is the author of the memo, uh, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. And she's going to talk about courageous leadership and what does it mean to, um, to not be cautious at the time, at this time, but still lead with, um, with courage um, because every big social movement, social change has been made because of courage, right? Um, and so it's going to be a full virtual event, um, dynamic speakers. There's going to be a lot of questions and engagement, but really focused on leadership skills um, you know, what does it look like for you to take it to the next level? Right. Um, and, and it's kind of more, it's more of a high level conference for, for women of color who want to kind of put that, um, that skill, um, when they're ready to take up the next role. Where can people find the conference? Futureforus.com or? Yeah. So what they can do is that you can actually follow us on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram, you can follow our handle. It's at futureforus.now. So you go to Instagram and go to futureforus.now. Um, and then you'll see a link to the bio. You'll see all of the speakers and that's where you can get in touch with us. Thank you very much, Sage. I'm not done. One second. <laughs> yeah, of um, I, you were talking about some actions that women of color can do to be successful. Did you... 
pick up of anything like you would say, these are some rules for success so you can make it out there and advance in the workplace. Something that you would like to say, yeah, look, uh, if I would have to sum it up to four or five things that we all should do to become better leaders, to, to really advance in the workplace, this is what I would say. These are the learnings so far. Yeah. Um, you know what I like, you know, it's kind of, I want to sum it up in a quote, um, by one of my heroes. Her name is Arlen Hamilton. Uh, she was the first black queer woman to grace the cover of fast company. Her, her, she has her own VC firm that supports POC owned, um, startups. And she has this great quote called, um, be a key maker, not a gatekeeper. Um, and like, that to me is like the framework of a leader, right? It's like, how do we create keys for people? Um, being a key maker and thinking yourself as a key maker, right? Because we, we, we know what gatekeeping is. Um, we do it, we do it intentionally and unintentionally sometimes. Right. Um, but leading with empathy, leading with grace, leading with under trust, right? Trust that like, if we just created more opportunities, access, and more keys to open doors for a lot of people, um, that to me is leadership, right? Like when people give you a hand, when pe- when you lead, um, you know, like what you said about you know who, now the world is looking for female um, leaders is because they because they're key makers, you know, um, and they understand that access is a is a huge thing and opportunity is a huge thing for everyone, right? It, opportunity knows no every culture every language is opportunity right um people are just trying to survive at this time so you know thinking about it i think that is your that was that is something i've been holding true as a leader myself is that every day thinking about opening keys for folks um because that leads to every big success we ever had i'm telling you every um every deal that we've got every sponsorship that we nailed every um you know, media opportunity that we were able to get. Um, all of our success is because is because we decided to be a key maker. Um, and that's what I want all the listeners to kind of listen to is that think about every day how you can become a key maker. That's really beautiful and it's really good being a key maker. Nice, nice, uh, nice sum up. How do you see the future of work for women of color, Sage? Um, especially considering this, that they they are becoming key makers, that they are empathetic, that they are building trust, that they are very resilient, uh, that they are entrepreneurs and they have this mindset, that they are becoming better and better at leadership. And we are now, we are now in, a, in a situation of crisis where apparently women do take the lead, right? Or, and mm-hmm. do have uh, better results. How do you see us getting out of this crisis and afterwards how do you see the the, the, the yeah, women of color in the future of work? You know, um, to be quite honest, um, I see us. I mean, the imp, the the very huge the huge impacts that this pandemic has um, has done for women of color, unfortunately, is going to have an effect for gener- like for a decade. Like, it's going to be definitely. I want to recognize that, and I want to name it. Is that you know, I do want to have this optimistic, optimistic view, you know, about, about, you know, women of color taking control of the future of work. We are the future of work. Um, 
but like with the with COVID nineteen and the outbreak and like our our institutions failing to lead, um, it is leaving a lot of women of color um, behind again behind. Um, yet, but at the same time, how I see um, women of color leading the future of work is that women of color are going to build better companies um, with inclusion first. Um, they're going to be um, building better teams um, within these companies um, and they're going to lead, you know, they're going to lead every single corporation um, and really turn it, turn it up, like turn it on its head. Right. Uh, because after this pandemic, we can't be the same anymore. There's going to be a major, major shift in how we see and do and do work. Um, and so, you know, right now we have leaders discussing what that looks like. But I think women of color are still going to be influential in those discussions. Um, it is just our job as both, you know, as an entire, you know, um, you know, as a society to still center it on the most marginalized. And that's what you are doing, right? You created this platform. You got me on this podcast is that creators like you who are amplifiers, right? Who are bringing this, this awareness to our work is what we all have to do as a community um, and a society and whole to move us forward. So I believe what um, women of color will be extremely influential in how we rebuild our economy, how we rebuild the future work. And I'm very happy to uh, amplify this kind of messages, uh, Sage, especially for, for from such passionate women and to put a lot of work into this. It's it's not easy work. It's hard work. It's extremely hard work. Yeah, I'm over here like, tell my body. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard on the body, that's for sure. I'm over here like, oh, God. Sorry, it's just a joke. Oh, it is hard work. It is all, it is. It's all hard work, but like when I'm telling you, when I get like a heartfelt DM or an email about how we've supported a woman of color in her career. Like that to me is like, you know, we are, we're, we're heading in the right direction. And I would more, be more than happy to host uh, some of them. If you want another series of uh, my podcast is called Transitions, which is about career change. Awesome. Uh, the, yeah. the aim is actually to prove those and to help those that are afraid of making change that this is possible. And if you know what others have been through, maybe you can balance a bit the risks, right? And think for yourself, hey, can I do it or not? What's better for me? How much do I need to save in advance? What do I need to learn? What were the struggles others were facing? So they are more ready and understanding of what change means. So if any of them wants to share their story and then we can amplify it even, even further, then I'm more than happy to, to host them for, uh, for transitions uh, as well. Incredible. <laughs> Sage, where can people find you? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Where are you? Facebook? Twitter? Yeah, so um, people can find me. Um, if you're looking for Sage Kiamno, um, you can type in my name in LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn user, so please find me on LinkedIn. Um, also um, at my Instagram at Sage Q. It's S-A-G-E-Q. Um, but follow Future for Us. Um, you know, we have a great newsletter that comes out every week talking about um, you know, like issues around women of color, but also solutions. So um, catch us at futureforus.co, follow us on Instagram and on, and on LinkedIn, um, and hope you follow along. And I will uh, definitely link the URL as well when we post this. Perfect. Sage, thank you extremely much for today. It was a very nice conversation, very passionate and energetic. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been incredible.